Can the Dallas Cowboys take care of business in Week 8 and defeat the Bears, or is an upset brewing? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash NFL to learn more. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well. You know, it's Friday before we play a, a game with the Bears and, and, and try to ease our way into this, uh, this bye week. Uh, hopefully we get a big win this weekend, so I'm excited to talk about the game and, and kind of get into all the nuts and bolts because we got we got a lot to talk about here. Yeah, let's just start with this big picture. Like, how yeah. how do you feel about the Cowboys going into this game? Do you feel more confident than you did against the Lions? What's your just general thoughts? You know, I, I think I think I feel uh, some nervousness about a trap game. You know, certainly after watching the New England game, I think Chicago had a fantastic uh, game plan out to go out and play New England in New England. It's a tough place to play. It was the weather was nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it felt like the, the, the offensive team up in Chicago tr- really did kind of figure some things out over the, over the bye week, which, which really kind of helped unlock the offense a little bit. Um, I still think that the Cowboys are a much more talented team than the yeah. bears. And, and I do feel like, again, my mind keeps going to a very similar to the lions type game, right? Where it's, it's just, a tough out. You're you're, pl- you're scrapping for three and a half quarters, and then by the end of the game, it, it starts to even out, and the Cowboys probably pull away a little bit. I, I think there's a couple different ways this can go, um, but I feel I feel confident about the, the the Cowboys winning. I feel nervous about having to watch the game. Yes, uh, I actually feel a little bit worse than I did a week ago. Believe it or not, Landon, like you remember, I actually picked the Cowboys to beat the Lions last week because I know, and that's I, I, I cannot believe we broke the spell somehow. Well, uh, it's, Dallas just matches up better. Like, and you saw it in the second half, like when Jared Goff has to drop back and throw the ball to crush Detroit. Right now, there are things that make me feel better about this game as a whole, like Dak's second game back. Yeah, um, the defense is playing out of their minds right now, so that does make me feel good, but. Justin Fields can be dangerous, and the Cowboys yep. have had problems with running quarterbacks uh, even this season with Daniel Jones, and uh, that makes me nervous. We'll get into all of that. Let's talk about the Cowboys' offense in this game. Okay. They're going to be going up against the Chicago Bears without Robert Quinn. If you listened to the crossover <laughs> podcast yesterday, you heard uh, Lauren and I talk about that a lot. Uh, sorry, we recorded that just a few hours before he got traded. So no Robert <laughs> Quinn. Yes, go ahead. Can I just say, just say real quick, having watched that, you know, one of the funny things I, I noticed is that you, you guys are saying, you know, outside of Robert Quinn, there is not much pass rush here. Well, and, that's, so, and that's exactly no. what I was going to say, right? Like, yeah. this defensive line is not very scary no. not without Robert Quinn. There's just no. not a lot to, for, the, uh, for the Bears up front. How do the Cowboys perform well on offense in this one? Well, I, you know, I think 
I think the other part we got to talk about real quick is the status of Zeke Elliott, right? Because I, I feel like it's likely he's probably not going to play at this point. I mean, just kind of reading the tea leaves. I kind of hope he doesn't, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I think it's smart that they don't. You know, because yeah, look, I what agree. we want is Zeke. T- we want healthy Zeke. We don't want banged up Zeke because we've seen banged up Zeke and it is just not as effective and it no. certainly isn't going to help the team too much. So I would much rather sit him, let him feel much better after three weeks off. Uh, you know, this week, next the the bye week, and then coming back for the for the week finally after the after that game, and then you know get Pollard some touches. You know, look, let Dak have the opportunity to kind of stretch his legs out in the pass game a little bit more. And and you know, this is a team, especially like we mentioned, without pass rush. Uh, I, I think it's a safe environment for Dak to take a couple more drop back passes and, and kind of just get into the, the rhythm of passing a little bit before you go into the bye week and, and maybe tinker with things a little bit. So I, I think that that going into this week that I would have said that, you know, the defense is the Chicago Bears defense is the thing I was the most nervous about losing Quinn at a spot where they were already weak. really changes the angles on it. Like now they have a very clear defined weakness. uh, And I think the Cowboys can exploit that. So I feel better about the Cowboys offense versus the Bears defense than I did previously. I feel, and we'll talk about this later. I feel worse about the Cowboys defense versus the Bears offense after seeing the New England Patriots. Yeah. And we said on that, uh, on the crossover show, like, Tyler Smith against Robert Quinn is just it's a tough matchup, right? Like just he does not match up particularly well. Um and now that he's gone, there's not a lot to be afraid of. Uh their leading sacker right now on the team is Roquan Smith at two and a half. The next yeah. is Jaquan Brisker, their free safety. Yep. It tells you a lot. Uh but back to Zeke really quickly. I think this is an important game for not only Tony Pollard, but also Malik Davis, right? Like Tony Pollard's going into the final years of his contract. He's got, what, 10 games left. He's going to want to be paid um, after this year. These are the type of games, like, if you're going to be a $12 million yeah. a year running back, you need to be able to handle 19, 20 touches and be effective and be able to not only create chunk plays, but be really good in short yardage, right? If it's third and one and the Cowboys give it to you right up the middle, find ways to get first downs. And also Malik Davis, like, the Cowboys kept him on the 53-man roster because they believe he can be a quality running back. He's not going to get a ton of work, but on the seven touches that he gets, I want to see him be effective and not have a huge drop-off. And pass pro. You know, and look, pass. Pollard, if you're going to be the starting running back on some team next year, maybe, maybe even this team, who knows, uh, then then you got to go out there and prove that you can be consistent in pass protection because they need you to be able to uh, – look, obviously you want Pollard going out and route most of the time, but that doesn't mean that you – aren't going to need him at times to be a pass. We're going to need him. He just five he or cannot be a liability there. Yep. So it's, it, I think it's going to be big for showing that he can tote the rock by himself, but I also think it's going to be big for, uh, for him showing, Hey, I can do all the things that you need that a number one running back has to do in an offense uh, with, with equal ability as he can. It's also a big game for Michael Gallup. We heard uh, Kellen Moore after the lions game, say the Cowboys need to do a better job of getting him involved in the offense Jerry Jones was on 105.3, the fan today, talking about how they need better production from Michael Gallup now that they've paid him a lot of money. Um, He's going to have a matchup against Kyler Gordon, uh, the rookie cornerback from Washington. This is a game that Gallup, he doesn't need to have 100 yards and two touchdowns, but, hey, if it's third and nine and you're running a slant, you got to make the play. They're going to need him three or four times to make a big play in this game. Yeah, I mean, I – 
I don't think I think there's some people out there that seem to think that Jerry was calling Gallup out. I don't see that at all. Not calling it they, out, but I think they he's... asked him a question, and I think he was saying that they would like to see Gallup get more production. But I don't think that was necessarily like Gallup needs to pick it up. I think it's more just like, hey, we need to try to do a better job to get Gallup involved. I... And 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 I think that that's you know that's a uh, uh, we need to get a do a better job As being team. the team, right? Yep. Uh, so, and I agree. I think that you know, and I think this is the the a good opportunity to get that. Look, if there's any two, if there's any combination of wide receiver and quarterback that has not had enough time together in the last year, it's it's Dak and, and Gallup. You know, they, they I mean, they've, they've over had the a, last two and a half years. Yeah, I mean, really, and and, and I think that that CD got opportunities, lots of opportunities to deal deal with Dak throughout the training camp and situation. Obviously, not as much for Gallup because he was still dealing with the injury. So, I'm looking forward to Gallup uh, getting into the, into the game plan a lot more this week, especially since I, I think that they're going to want to test this defense deep and, and, and try to back them off the line of scrimmage a little bit more just to give uh, Pollard a little bit more room to operate. This is a game the Cowboys should be able to control the line of scrimmage. And if yeah. they are and they're running the ball and they're using play action, I could see this being one of those games where the Cowboys have like four methodical drives that are like 10 plays, 75-yard touchdown drives. Like they, That's really what should be the expectation here because they're just so much more talented on offense than what Chicago is especially in the front seven. Yeah, I mean, playing a, game, a team that can run the, the ball and play good defense, it always has the opportunity to uh, drag the game down and kind of dra- have them drag you down to their level. And, and that's you know kind of what we've been – at least I've been predicting that kind of similar to the Lions game that that could happen. I think the other path to victory here is that if the Cowboys get out and, and are efficient early and are able to get scoring drives going, if they get a turnover early or if they get an extra possession at some point, there is, there is a path of victory here where the Cowboys come out hot, Pollard runs the ball well, they score early, and then suddenly you put Chicago in a situation they desperately do not want to be yeah. where they're having to rely on passing the football in order to score points. So, um, you know, to me, those seem to be the two paths, right? Like yep. Cowboys either get out, get up early uh, and, and kind of control this game start to finish and, and put Chicago in some bad spots, or Dallas lets Chicago kind of hang around, which, I mean, again, these are both professional football teams. That's That happens. Uh, but, but at, you know, at the, at the end of the game, the kind of – talents the gravity of the cowboys talent kind of evens things out a little bit and they are able to pull away at the end all right let's uh let's talk about the bear side of things on offense but before we do that we want to tell you about simply safe all right here's a sports analogy for you when it comes to burglars your home is like the end zone and you need the absolute strongest defense that you can muster that's why we use and trust simply safe home security at simply safe your safety is the only thing that matters their cutting-edge technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you know that your home is always safe. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They have HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and they even have hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive, interactive, excuse me, monitoring plan 
and get your first month absolutely free, visit simplysafe.com slash NFL to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, let's talk about Chicago's offense. Um, and before we even get into what we expect them to do, they've got some injuries that they're dealing yeah. with in this game. Their center, Lucas Patrick, he left last week's game with a foot injury. He has not practiced yet. Uh, I, I believe they put him on the injured reserve list, so he won't play. Their right tackle, Larry uh, Burum, Burum, I, I don't know. He has been okay yeah. this year. Um, he has not pl- practiced this week due to con- concussion. I don't think he's going to play. That likely means Riley Reef playing right tackle, who's only played Ooh, two tackle, boy. two snaps this year. Um, this offensive line's not great. It's it's just <laughs> it's not very good. They've kind of survived so far. I would think the Cowboys would have a massive, massive advantage here on their defensive line against this offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know part of the reason that you started to see more of the kind of run game uh, of of the. Uh, you know, involving Justin Fields is to to try to get an extra blocker, right? To like yeah. to to run more zone read and 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 to just have more help along those lines. I don't know that you can live and die by the zone read all game, and that's the that's ultimately the issue. And I think that the, at the time at times, you know, they've they've done a very good job of of being able to 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 rush the football. I mean, frankly, I, they have almost 500 yards rushing in the last two games against two teams that are pretty decent against the run, the mm-hmm. commanders and the new England Patriots. So it's kind of hard to like, I don't know. I, for me, I look at the injury situation. I look at the status of where the bears are and, and I, and I'm like, I don't know how they're going to do this. Right. Like, I don't know how they're going to to win this way. They, they, with, with they the do injuries. it by avoiding third long, right? Just, Oh yeah, definitely. The, it, it, just finding ways to get like six yards on first down, whether it's a I, design rollout or whatever. And honestly, I think the key thing here is to limit big plays, is to limit big rushing plays. Because if you look at what, you know, what, what happened with a lot of this stuff is that despite racking up almost 500 yards in rushing rushing yards, they only had like 26 first downs in the last two games. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're and, – and, and, you know, that's – that's even down from where they were previously. So, you know, if if they you know, they get a lot of rushing yards, but they're not able to convert these third downs, the Cowboys are going to win this game handedly. Yeah. What they need to watch out is they need to, you know, first and second down is going to be the key for this whole game. For this whole game on that side, I think first down will be the big, honestly, especially first get, down. Right? You get to second and nine, second and ten. They're just not going to be able to live on offense doing that. And then, you know, the other thing, to uh, the Cowboys have got to stop them early on first down, got to stop them on second down. And then on third down, if it's third and six or seven or less, they have got to keep an eye on Justin Fields. Because, you know, what you really don't want, which could be backbreaking, and, and we saw it happen, is you, you get a good stop on first down, you, you, you hold them on second, you get them where you want want them to be, right? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly Justin Fields slips out the front of the pocket and runs and, and just picks up an easy seven yards, and, and now we're doing this all again. The Cowboys have got to find a way to, to, to kind of limit that as well as limiting the, 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 the run game early in the first down, first and second down. And if they can do that, like, I, I just, you know, anytime Chicago's got to drop back to throw the football and, yeah, and Fields trouble. doesn't have a chance to, to run the ball specifically – they're going to be in trouble. And so they basically have to find – the Bears basically have to find a way to completely avoid that. The Cowboys should have five or six sacks in this game. 
pretty yeah. easily. Like Justin Fields holds onto the ball longer than any other quarterback in the league. He wants to, to I mean, he, he's not the best at finding the first read and getting rid of the ball. He's always looking for the big play. With the matchups that the Cowboys are going to have at offensive tackle and at center in this game, they need Parsons and Lawrence to dominate. Like, I, I, honestly, I'll be disappointed if those two combine for less than three sacks. In, in Armstrong, too. I mean, honestly, and Armstrong I, I as well. Armstrong should be able to, and Fowler should be able to make make good hay against these offensive tackles. They are not good pass protectors. They are they're they're decent at run blocking. But this is not a team that's going to be able to protect Justin Fields if he has to drop back and go through. Well, first of all, he just can't really go through multiple reads. He has never really had that much time in the NFL to even practice that. Yeah. So the, the Cowboys are going to put them in bad situations, not only because the pass rush is coming, but also if you look at the matchups on the outside. Like I think that the the you know those are those are good wide receivers or decent wide receivers they have at certain spots. I just don't know that they're going to be able to immediately create separation the way Justin Fields needs in, no. in the timing that he's going to have to get rid of the ball. That's the one thing that Fields has not developed in his game yet at all is the quick game. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be able to get the ball out and qu- yep. uh, throw it out. Other than you know quick screens, RPOs, that sort of thing. It's not. It's it's just not going to be as effective for him to try to like get the ball out quickly or just hope that they can throw the ball to their first read before the pass rush gets there. I, I, I just want to emphasize the offensive tackles again. They've got Braxton Jones playing uh, left tackle. He is a fifth-round pick this year. Um, I, I'm trying to remember what school he came from. It was a small school. And then they've got Riley Reef, who they paid a significant amount of money to not play for them. Like they just needed a – they just needed somebody that could be competent, and he hasn't even been that. So that's why he hasn't played. Braxton Jones, Southern, Southern Utah. Utah Thunderbirds. There you go, Southern <laughs> was... Utah, fifth and on pick. Well. I mean, I if I'm Dallas, I just lied. Micah over Braxton Jones, and hey, if they've got to double him, great. That's one-on-one matchups for everybody else in this game, and they should win. I will also say, tackling is going to be super important in this game. Yes. David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert are so good after initial contact, and so is Justin Fields. Like Justin Fields is a big quarterback. I don't think people realize that. Yeah, They've got physical. to gang tackle in this one. They can't just rely on guys to try to make tackles one-on-one in the open field, or else they're just not going to have success. Fields is a guy that, like, we constantly talk about his speed, right? Just, like, how fast he is for a quarterback, obviously, very fast. But the thing that people forget is that he's built like a full-size quarterback. He's not built like uh, an undersized guy. He's mm-hmm. quick. He's he's Dak-sized. He's 6'3", he's 225-plus, and he runs a 4'4". So, like, I, I think that that's definitely why you look at him as a run threat. He's not, he's not uh, uh, Michael Vick. He's a different type of run. He's like he's like Dak with wheels, you know. Yeah. Honestly, and yeah. how he runs, I guess is is the way I would say. So, uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys really need to watch out there because uh, they if they all it takes is a couple of broken tackles. All it takes is That's getting in position takes. and then not making the tackle. Suddenly, a, a, a negative play or a one yard gain turns into an eight yard gain, and now you're yeah. on second and short, and you're behind the chains. Cowboys got to stay ahead of the chains. I'm really hoping that Hankins, if he plays this week, is going to allow for guys like Leighton Vander Esch and Micah and Barr to kind of get get an opportunity to freely flow to the football. I like the tackling matchup of Leighton Vander Esch and Anthony Barr one on one with those guys with with those running backs because they're bigger, stronger guys. Where I get concerned is if they could get to Montgomery on the outside, if they yep. can get to those guys on the outside. So hopefully the the, the additions in the in the middle of the defense will help kind of free them up to do so. 
All right, we're going to do our predictions here. But now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when you're faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solution, there is no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to, easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great, great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and available entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch, it, uh, switch therapists at any time for absolutely any reason. When you want to become a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp.com slash on for 10% off your first month. All right, Landon, let's, uh, let's talk about our predictions before, uh, about this game because I'm really excited uh, to do that. But before we do that, here is BetOnline odds maker David Mason explaining why this line has moved so much throughout the week. Chicago Bears at Dallas Cowboys. Even though 3-4 and four Chicago is coming off an impressive win over New England Monday night, they open as 9.5-point dogs at 5-2 and two Dallas. That number quickly moved to Dallas minus 10. However, some sharp bettors took Chicago plus 10, moving that number back to 9.5. Overall, 60% of the early bettors are backing the Bears, currently getting nine points versus the Dak Prescott-led Cowboys. So as of right now, Friday, it's 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. We're recording this. Cowboys are still nine and a half point favorites on Bet Online. Who are you predicting to win this game and why? I think, you know, I'm picking the Cowboys. I, I, I think, you know, my line on, on where I was predicting this game has moved quite a bit in, in, throughout the week, I, I think. You know, early on, uh, I think that I, I've been predicting something like 28-14. Uh, to 14. Um, I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win, I think, 28-21. Uh, I, I think that may be more scoring than a lot of people, like, predict. But I do think that the Cowboys' offense will start to kind of come alive a little bit more this week. I do think that the, specifically the Cowboys' passing game will uh, start to come alive a little bit. It's you know it's the combination of the Bears' defensive line, the Cowboys missing Ezekiel Elliott, uh, and and Dak you know getting his second game back from the injury and kind of needing to get back in the swing of things. That to me uh, calls for uh, some scoring. I think twenty eight points is not unreasonable, and I, I do think that what I predicted earlier. You know, will probably be the most likely path here. That that it is a tough game for three and three quarters of a, of, yep. of the game, uh, and then the Cowboys start to pull away a little bit. Uh, I, I have a feeling that the Cowboys will sweat out some moments in this game, but I think for the most part they'll have complete control of it, yep. uh, and then at the end of it, really kind of maybe start to pull away a little bit. I've got the same type of feeling as you. I think this is going to be an ugly game for at least two and a half quarters. Very similar to what we saw last week against Detroit, where Landon, would it surprise you if Chicago's up 13 to 10, like midway through the third quarter? And, okay, hey, Dallas, it's time for you to make a drive. And they go and they score a touchdown. And now it's 17 13. They get a quick turnover and boom, 24 13 before you even blink. Like that's something that very well could happen. The Cowboys are just so much more talented. And Chicago's coming off a short week. They played a road game in New England. Now they're pro- playing a road game um, in Dallas. I'm not sure how, like, a rookie head coach. Matt Eberflus is going to deal with that. So I will pick the Cowboys to win. 
I will say let's go 23-17 in a sweated out close game that comes down to the last possession. How's that? I like it. I mean, honestly, I, I think that I, I feel similarly that, that there, the chances of that kind of game happening is similar to what we saw last week with the Lions. I also tend to think that the chances of a blowout of the Cowboys like taking possession of this game early and not letting go, I think that that's actually more chance than last week. I would agree but, with that. But I'm not predicting that. I'm, I'm still Just because pre- Dak is healthier right now. Well, He's got some confidence, all, right? All the things, right? It's Dak. It's the short week for Chicago, which is tough, uh, especially coming off a road game already, right? It's yep. back-to-back road games on a short week. Uh, the offensive line issues that you mentioned, especially when considering that they're a run-first team, they've got injuries. So how are they going to have a, as strong a run-first offense if you've got backup offensive linemen in there? So – there, there certainly is a path here where the Cowboys take it to the Bears early, control the game, and then just put Chicago in uncomfortable positions for the rest of the game. Uh, I, I think there's a higher chance of that than last week, but I, again, am still predicting what we just predicted. Yeah, and I kind of think Chicago's going to have to blitz a lot in this game because they're just oh, yeah. not going to get pressure with their front four. And we, if we know anything about Dak, like he's historically he been really, really good against the blitz, especially at home. So if Chicago's having to send five or six guys – that's when the Cowboys could hit some pretty big plays in the passing game. So I, I think Dak, especially now that he's gotten some hits out of the way, he's been able to throw with a thumb, wouldn't be surprised if he kind of carves up Chicago's defense with the blitz. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Landon, you and I will be back on Monday morning, Monday afternoon. We're not going to be able to do a Sunday night recap. It's a bummer. Uh, But hopefully Monday we're talking about a win. Go check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Go follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy week eight, and we'll see you guys next week.